0: Live Bar. on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent,
1: Paging Doctor Douchebag,
0: Crash Gladys, getting crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the you freak,
2: coming off 3.
3: Freak Nation, so little time, so much to get to in the next two hours. Holy smokes! A.J. Allmendinger wins a wet one yesterday in the Xfinity race. He'll be joining us in about 12 minutes. Will Power, the second of two races last weekend, the road course at Indianapolis on the IndyCar circuit. He'll be joining us next hour. And we call him Anto- Antonio Garcia, who grabbed himself a big win in the IMSA sports car race uh, in the wet fest at Daytona. Charlotte. Charlotte, sorry. Charlotte, we'll get to that. Statman Scat uh, coming up in regards to the wet fest. But I, I want to get into this show specifically for one gentleman who, interestingly, has played a part in all three of our lives. Crash? Stat man and yours truly. Suave, hit it, babe. All right. Uh I I put Eddie Van Halen in the same plateau as Dad's a little bit rich. I put Eddie Van Halen in the same plateau as Einstein, Sigmund Freud, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, don't ask me why. Uh, I need about three hours to explain that. I probably speak in tongue half of it. <laughs> but when we lost Eddie Van Halen this week, it was a shock to the system, to uh, young and old, given what he has done for not just music, recording music, the guitar licks that will be remembered for the rest of our life. But there's a story that to this day Statman refers to it. Every time we talk about Van Halen. Now Statman, you Statman wasn't the biggest Van Halen fan. You knew the significance of Van Halen. They a lot of folks called Van Halen maybe the Led Zeppelin of the 80s and 90s, maybe. Uh and it, it all comes down to a place where Statman and I worked together in Southern California, UPN News 13, KCOP, and I brought my years of experience in in music and connections, so much so that one week you'd have West Side Connection and Ice Cube, and then Master P, and then you'd have Metallica, or you'd have Celine Dion. But Statman, we've had uh, Van Halen on the show numerous times when it came to UPN News 13 and our entertainment segments. There's, but there's the one story, Statman, that we got clearance to do something that not uh, any other news station had in the country. Uh, you care to share that with the Freak Nation and what you had to do to to uh, possibly uh, get us that live shot?
4: We got clearance to be backstage at a Van Halen concert in, I think it was the Blockbuster Pavilion at the time. <laughs> England, it was Helen. about a, an hour, uh, hour and a half uh, east of the studio where we worked. We drove out there one day, uh, side, did a site survey of everything, got a, a, a signal out of the backstage to a mountain so we could get it on the air live. Got everything set up. We were going to. They gave us the permission to put two songs live on the air we had a show called sergeant saturday night it was live music and uh the station didn't want to pay the overtime for the crew it was oh. the most it was the most illogical decision a programming director has ever made someone who was completely out of touch with reality and uh there's nothing we could do about it
5: oh, unbelievable
4: you think there's
3: red tape in your live freak nation you go through the red tape of getting a clearance through a record label, band management, band agency, PR likes, marketing types, we got the okay. Again, you heard Statman, a live shot backstage in front of 40,000, 50,000 people to have one hair-brained old white dude come in and say, ah, we can't pay, what, three dollars or $400 worth of overtime.
4: Yeah, we were gonna. It was a half-hour show, Sergeant Saturday yeah. night. It was on Saturday nights. We had music. Uh, we had a, a relationship with a newspaper in the city, and we were gonna put two songs live on the air. Yeah,
3: it's an incredible story, Freak Nation. Uh, we'll get to some racing coming up, but first we're gonna get to Crash <laughs> fattest pit news and notes. <laughs>
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks.
3: Bringing in another round of affiliates to the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old Sunday night. AJ Almendinger, who won the Xfinity race on the Charlotte Roval, will be joining us in about seven or eight minutes. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire now through the end of October. It is truck season. Buy four qualified truck tires. You'll get up to a hundred bucks back with a Visa Prepaid card from our very good friends at General Tire. Check it all out at generaltire.com. Crasher?
5: Well, I'd be remiss in not bringing up the fact that LeBron James has just won yet another title in the NBA. (laughs) Yes, there's emotion going around. The NBA is finally done with their bubble in a month in which they should be starting their season. They are ending it, and the Lakers have won their 17th championship. Hello. But back to motorsports. Speaking of championships, speaking of winners, speaking of legends, Lewis Hamilton, it happened He officially tied Michael Schumacher for overall wins in Formula One. And yeah, that happened too. Defending NASCAR Cup champ Kyle Busch, he was officially eliminated from NASCAR's playoffs. And then of course, that happened as well. Lorenzo Zanetti won his first career Moto America Superbike race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And he got a shout out from the man, fellow countryman Mario Andretti. So I'd say it was a pretty good weekend in racing. It started off at the Roval in Charlotte with both NASCAR Xfinity and the Cup Series. As well as their sister IMSA sports car series, the Xfinity series saw loads of rain and not much driver patience in what winner A.J. Allmendinger called a race to remember for a very long time. A.J. and Chase Briscoe exchanged the lead several times in the last 17 laps with Briscoe leading the most laps, but Allmendinger leading the one that counted. After that sludge fest, IMSA sports cars were up next and again, the rain wreaked havoc on the competitors. Half of the GTLM cars were out by the end, and about one-third of the GTD cars were out. BMW's Bill Oberlin and Robbie Foley won in GTD, and Jordan Taylor and Antonio Garcia won in GTLM. Their fifth on the season, by the way. The Cup Series was then up on Sunday, and, well, the race was driven to a bit of a different tune, basically dominated by Chase Elliott, and the Chevy showing, showing some muscle. Elliott earned an automatic berth into the next round of eight playoffs, while Eric Almirola, Clint Boyer austin Dillon and reigning champ kyle bush were all eliminated from the playoffs sunday morning saw history being made as lewis hamilton took the win in formula one's Eiffel grand prix tying the goat michael schumacher with 91 total wins more on that entire story later in the show speed
0: freaks motorsports radio redefined
5: freak nation for over 100 years general tire has provided tires for your lifestyle your adventure You're everywhere, from the aggressive mud-terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX. General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. angus burgers all-natural bubba burgers watching your caloric intake then grab the reduced fat and the turkey bubba burgers all in your local grocery store when you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout the answer is bubba burger you'll never bite a better burger than a bubba
3: the coxville blockers the albuquerque chupacabras and the arizona pricks yeah we got your attention now don't we these aren't real sports teams but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos each team has a history and a meaning behind it like the akron rubbers the boston Accents or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get awesome.
6: You're Mav TV.
1: You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio
0: Redefined. <laughs>
3: It's always tough to interrupt a Van Halen song, but that's uh, some things you got to do, man. You got you got to do it, baby. Go to lucasoil.com, Freak Nation. Very good friends of the Freaks, and check out their line of products, including Lucas Oil Deep Clean Fuel System Cleaner. Reduces harmful emissions, removes carbon deposits, totally eliminates knocking and pinging, raised miles per gallon of performance. Check it all out, Freak Nation. Deep clean fuel system from Lucas Oil. AJ Allmendinger joining us here in the Freak Nation won the Wet Fest at uh, the Charlotte Roval. Hey, but AJ, before I get to that, you know how you doing, buddy?
7: I'm good, man. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm drying off still. So, Sorry. yeah.
3: Are, are are you drying <laughs> off and all that money that you're worth?
7: Yeah, all of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if that was the case, I'd still be very wet, I guess.
3: Well, uh, according to uh, CelebrityNetWorth.com, dot com, AJ Almadinger is worth eighteen million dollars.
7: I've seen that actually. Yeah, I've I've, I've uh, I want to know who wrote that up. I want to know where I was hiding it. I must have some offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands that I don't know about. So, um, or maybe my ex wife took that- more than I thought. I don't know.
3: I don't know. <laughs> oh no! Isn't that weird, man? You've also you're also on uh, datingcelebs.com. dot com. The the title is Who is AJ Almendinger dating now?
7: <laughs> well, don't tell don't tell that to my wife, okay?
3: Right? <laughs> yeah,
7: I, I try to keep her off that website just in case.
3: Good, uh, a very good friend of the Freak Nation, man. We've been doing this twenty years, and I think he's been damn near uh, part of all of it. It probably started when he was thirteen. But uh, AJ Almendinger here in the Freak Nation, you seen with broadcast with NBC and of course his big win in in the rain soaked Roval in the Xfinity series uh, with a win like that I, I ask I got to ask you why do you, why did you why do you stop racing Is it just because you don't have r- permanent rides You don't have rides that you want to uh, be a part of Because to win a race like that with all the circumstances proves that you know we know that you're a road course badass But to win in the rain, dude. Uh, that's legendary
7: yeah i mean (laughs) uh you know back in in 2018 it was one of those things where my race team and i we we parted ways and uh i thought it was you know at the time it's always tough to make change like when especially when you don't know what the future holds so it it was nerve-wracking scary but at the same point somewhat needed just because it wasn't going well we, we both felt like we needed a change, and, and I didn't know at that point what the future held for me. And was very fortunate at that point to first get a call from NBC Sports, and they asked me to, to come to the TV side, and 2019 was amazing. I got to cover, heck, I did broadcast for IndyCar, full-time in the IMSA series, the WeatherTech Championship, uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge. I did a Supercross broadcast, uh, American Flat Track, so I did a, a lot of stuff uh, and, and really enjoyed it. And then with that, Collig Racing, Matt Collig and Chris Rice, they called me and said if I wanted to run some of the Xfinity Road Course races and, and the Super Speedway stuff, And well, they had to talk me into the Super Speedway stuff. I wasn't really keen on that. That was part of the deal. But, um, but you know, at the same point, I'd watched their team build – you know, they're just a, a team that's really in their fifth or sixth year. So I've been watching their team build, and I, I'd like to be a part of that. And it's kind of just spiraled into the best of both worlds. So it wasn't that I chose to stop driving. It just I knew I needed a change at that point. And, and right now I'm just really enjoying both sides of it. I mean, heck, last night was a perfect example. I got to win the Xfinity race, rush over to the TV studio, and cover the uh, IMSA Weather check Championship at the Roval. So uh, I enjoyed both uh, best, both worlds uh, last night, and I'm still trying to dry my mouth off as you can hear, as I'm trying to learn how to speak. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of words. So, okay. I, I had to talk a lot yesterday.
5: Yes, we we get that how that happens. <laughs> but AJ Allmendinger, we don't want burnout. Your personality is just far too good for motorsports in general. This is a lot, though. You're doing a lot this year when it comes to TV, also, Sirius XM and Behind the Wheel. I mean, no burnout, please.
7: No, and yeah, I mean, that was, that was something that was added this year, was was part of being Sirius XM doing a show called Brick by Brick with Jackaroot and, and covering IndyCar every week. Uh, and, and that partnership somewhat started with Michael Shank. And Meyer Shank Racing and, and Jim Meyer—that's a co-owner with uh, Michael Shank. He's the CEO at, at Sirius XM and I got to know him, and he wanted me to do a show. So, um, yeah, it's—it's it's been great. I've been able to really just see what I enjoy life of each week, and it, it's—you know—college racing really it makes it a lot of fun. So that—that's part of it. When you show up to the racetrack. And you know you have fast race cars You can go out there and, and have fast Chevys And have an opportunity to win a race That's always enjoyable And uh, the ends stuff Working with Lee Diffie and Calvin Fish And Kevin Lee, Brian Hill this year uh, You know, in the booth is has been a lot of fun And then with Jack Root, We did a show last year at, at Carb Day at Indy And it's turned into a, a full-time uh, A Wednesday show So yeah, I mean it's going well I'm not going to complain
5: Kenny, I think you can see now how he is valued at $18 million. We in the media know this. Man. You know, we, we, we Yeah, I'm still, still searching that. I don't know. I'm proud of you.
8: <laughs>
5: Did no, they just take AJ. every
7: race I ran? That's what I want to know. Like when Cup used to post the winnings of what the car got that weekend, they're like, yep, that's, <laughs> that's what he earned. Yep, we're taking that.
5: And you're not spending a dime. I mean, that just goes yeah, straight exactly. to the bank and yeah,
7: it's never it's,
5: spent. That's all right. <laughs> but, AJ, is this your future? Is it? potentially going to be media we saw clint boyer making an announcement to come over into tv into the tv world we like you on radio and tv is this even when you do hang up your fire suit is this you
7: uh i mean uh, right now i don't i, I don't really want to mess with either world I'm, I'm having fun doing both so uh you know on down the line of, of course maybe that's that's something that you know at, at some point your racing career has to end but you know i've kind of I don't want to say been rejuvenated. I just have learned to really enjoy racing again. Uh, and that's, you know, I get to go run Rolex next year again with Shank. I mean, 15 years we've done this together and, and back with the DPI class and the prototypes there with Acura, uh, you know, who knows what, what, holds next year for college racing and running Xfinity again. I, I promise you, I'm going to run some races. How many of those races I run, I don't know. I'd like to run some more and, and definitely working on being back with NBC sports. So, um, you know, down the line maybe, but I, I don't really want to make that decision right now.
4: Sweet. AJ Almendinger, This is crazy, dude. I haven't talked to you in a long time. I got a couple Man, of wh- crazy <laughs> questions for what you. What you been doing?
7: I've been missing I've, you.
4: <laughs> I've been chasing you, dude. I mean, I, you know, I mean that we're, we're going to get to the craziness in a minute, but the first thing, I want to find out from you is how much of an out-of-body experience was it to run in the dark, in the wet, in the rain, sideways on a track that was too small for all of that and you still won? That must have been an out-of-body challenge for you.
7: Well, I mean, I'm getting old, but luckily, as I got my eyes tested this year, there's still 2015. And I needed to use all that because by the end of the race, it was pitch dark in the infield, except for the blaring jumbotron that they have at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which actually made it worse because it just reflected off the rain. And basically in the infield, I was just taking guesses at times where I was and and hoping that I made the corner. And man, Chase Briscoe, he's done a fantastic job this year uh in the Xfinity series and and with that 98 car I mean he's been the guy to beat consistently with Austin Cindric and he was doing a fantastic job so I knew he had a little bit more pace in this race car than I did on outright runs so the restarts I had to be aggressive and by the end of that race it was just the track was flooded so we went in turn one and both started sliding and luckily I caught my car and yeah, I mean it it's there was times I didn't think we should be running. I mean it was I mean you're just basically hydroplaning everywhere, but uh once the green flag would fly on the restarts, you just it was the same for everybody, so you had to go try to do the job and uh that last restart Chris Rice kept pumping me up. I was complaining a lot on the radio honestly. It was I was not a happy person. So you guys know me. I I don't ever complain, so it was strange. <laughs> um, that one time that happened last night, but yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was insane. It was maybe one of the most chaotic races. I kind of actually relate it to 2019 Rolex is kind of similar conditions where we was just monsooning. So, um, happy we came out on top.
4: Is that a race that should have been called? You seriously did it, it. What looking at it, it seemed like something that was dangerous and, Racing can be a lot of things, but it shouldn't be dangerous.
7: Well, I mean, it, it kind of goes both ways. I thought early in the race we should have at least stopped and, and waited a little bit longer. Uh, I mean, as we saw the weather play out, if, if you watch the IMSA race right after it, it just kept raining. So the weather, unfortunately, wasn't going to get better, and I knew that NASCAR knew that. I will give them credit. They did a great job at times of trying to do everything they could to get the, the track to stop puddling and but that's the problem every time we have a yellow and you have a pile up just running around under yellow i mean the water is going to accumulate and it's just going to keep puddling so they did everything they could to try to just in the bad areas like turn one and turn eight at least get some of the puddles out um but you know once we got to the final stage you've committed that far already and yeah for us on the 16 car we were going just for a win that's what we were there there to do but there were next-round playoffs on the line. And my teammate was one of them, Ross Chastain. He's fighting to make the playoffs. And at that point, everybody's played their strategy out. You can't shorten the race with people basing their strategy on going the full length. So once we got in that final stage,
4: I knew we had to finish it. All right. Now, this is the wildness. This is the freak part of this, quest, uh, this interview. <laughs> we talked once in a golf cart at Daytona. I was asking you about your music taste at the time, and you said that you were listening to Disturbed, and you said it in such a way that it scared me. I wanted to get out of the golf cart.
8: <laughs> so
4: uh, as, we, as we celebrate Van Halen tonight, I want to know what kind of music you're listening to now. Are you still listening to Disturbed? I mean that's part of it my wife
7: and I went to a five finger death punch concert in December so that was uh, that was pretty awesome. They had all kinds of cool bands there so we did that I mean it's just a, it's whatever mood I am you can go a little rap and, and hip hop you know I mean we we live in the south so I don't turn it on a lot but every now and then you get some country in there but yeah I mean when, when I want to go get jacked up for a race you still got to go with with five finger death Punch, disturbed. All that. Uh, got to see that indie last year with Mike Shank, Sammy Hagar. It's pretty amazing what mm-hmm. that guy can still do. I mean, just he belted it for like two hours straight. So I just like all kinds of music.
4: It's I don't move. know. I don't know, AJ. You listening to country, you got you to. I don't see that California boy. That, well, doing I, that. I said it,
7: it's very rare. You know, I get like. I get, like, when I, when I give, go to my, my sad place and, you know, you, you listen to country, like, girlfriends left you, you, you ran over your dog with a pickup truck. You know, I mean, that's that's when I would go to my sad place just to listen that to that a little bit. So it's not all a lot, but, you know, you got to mix it in there every now and then.
4: Yeah, or you listen to or you get in a race car and drive in the dark in a river and uh, win the race. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that sounds yeah. as bad as running over your dog with the pickup truck. Well, I mean 21.
7: I went to a dark I went to a dark place last night. It was just Charlotte Motor Speedway. <laughs> get it?
8: Wow.
7: Lights, you, did you get that? Yeah. There's no, you know, lights in the infield. This is dark. This All right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Oh, a I mean A-M-D. I could I could have threw in there at the end. I went to a dark place, but I shine bright like a diamond. Mm. No. <laughs> anyway,
3: all
5: right. shine on you crazy diamond, yeah, I see he's getting it all
3: <laughs> I don't. I don't know where the hell to go with this damn thing. i screwed me trying to get serious, Why happening? get
5: serious it's HJ Almendinger. yeah really I mean, I a, with this yeah,
3: guy. I mean, you guys have a show on serious, I have a show on
7: serious, so we are on serious. Right. yeah, I got you,
3: yeah, had a boy
5: Sharkster there you go. tonight, oh, look at
7: that I mean, I'm, I mean i'm it's past my bedtime, so look I mean, look how much I'm all stepping right. up here. <laughs>
3: Do you have to? Uh, do you have to still live in in uh, Charlotte, or wherever the hell you live right now? Yeah, he's
7: there. Yeah, my my wife and I we live just outside of Charlotte. My parents actually moved about ten minutes from me uh, wow. four years ago, so I actually I, I love living here. It's it's I live on a golf course, which is all I need, and it and it works out well.
3: <laughs> What's your I, handicap? No, hold on a second, Crash. You don't know. You know why your parents moved there, right?
7: Because they saw that I'm worth eighteen million. Obviously.
3: Yes. Uh No. When 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 parents move close to their their uh, their their children, they're expecting no, a, gr- a grandbaby. Stop it. A grand
7: That's baby. true. Uh, I yep. mean, we did just we did just have a child. Her name is Zena. She's a Frenchie. Uh We got her. Right. She's a pandemic dog. So yeah, right. they got they got a grand puppy child.
3: Is that does oh, well?
5: That, how does the cat do with Zena? The, the cat,
7: Mister Tickles. They actually do really well with each other. I was nervous okay. about tickles, yeah, mm. so it's it's a happy household here,
5: yeah tickles is the o g you better take care of that oh for sure
7: yeah he yeah it and he he makes sure she knows it
3: how happy is uh Kyle Bush not making the the next round of playoffs? Kyle's not happy no mm-hmm. That's, <laughs>
7: right. he, i but I'll be honest i mean in and, and I respect Kyle bush like i I love Kyle Bush because he is who he is like there's that's not like there's no act there so um and he and he's actually one of the nicest guys just tell a quick story like before bristol my first race this year with Collard racing when they went to during the pandemic when there was no practice no qualifying straight to the race i was nervous i never i hadn't been to bristol in two years and i'd never been there in xfinity car and i you know just reached out to kyle and said hey you know could you give me any advice? I know obviously I'm not driving one of Joe Gibbs cars, but you know, and I get it if you can't. And he immediately within five minutes, text me back, like a just list of things of, of how he feels in the car. This is what he was, how he drive. I mean, everything that I could read and try to understand before I got in the car. So, uh, you know, Kyle's obviously disappointed. I think he's one of the best we'll ever see, uh, in nascar and i really i truly believe he actually cares more about his win streak you know not he's won a race i think what 15 years in a row or trying to win for 15 years in a row so that's the ultimate goal is for him to get a win and for what we got four races to go so yeah but yeah definitely not happy but i think he he was truly somewhat expecting that like he's just they just haven't had a good year so yeah he's not happy
5: he's he personifies 2020 i mean that's just yeah. it's just like okay defending champ you're not gonna win period that's 2020. yeah i
7: mean it's it's unbelievable
5: now before we let you go there's another kyle that's been in the conversation kyle larson you've said that nascar you're praising them for some things you know they did all they could do last night i've been incredibly impressed with nascar this year doing so many things whether it's on the social front or just making changes on the racing side of things that have made the product better. Will Kyle Larson be back in a car next year, and what does NASCAR think about that?
7: I, I, I truly think he should be. I think he will be. Um, there's not a lot of rides open, but I, I do think that uh, I love Kyle Larson. I mean, just getting racing against him, uh, watching him and and seeing, especially, always, but what he's doing this year, uh, racing in, in so many different dirt series. I mean, what he did in, in the World of Outlaw Late Model Series, just to jump in that thing, go win the second night out. I mean, the dude is unbelievable. He made a mistake. And people have their opinions of whether they want to forgive him for that mistake or they, and everybody's entitled to them. Like, it's we go in a, an argument discussion on that side of it. But in my mind, he made a mistake. He's paid the price for it. I mean, his life got kind of flipped upside down to a certain degree in the sense of of how he was living and, and running cup, making great money, and then going back full-time dirt racing this year. But he deserves to be in the Cup Series. Uh, you know, I think NASCAR has to – and I think they've, I'm sure, probably put in place the steps for him to be reinstated when he's ready to be. And I hope he gets back because the the world of NASCAR and, and the Cup Series especially needs a talent like that back in it. So uh, whether it's one of the best cars in the series or when it's uh, a car that's there, the, a lower tier team that needs a, a driver to, to kind of carry that car, either way, mm. to me, I think he belongs in the series.
3: AJ Almendinger, always greatness when he rolls in the Freak Nation. See you out here in Phoenix. I hope so. I think
7: uh, there is right. actually a chance of me going to Phoenix. I may not be right. racing, but I think college racing might have me go out there with the team. And so, if so, I'll be ready. You know, well, you your
3: guys, damn mask, Skip Jack. Don't be bringing that nasty stuff from Charlotte. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> didn't you guys have? You're in Phoenix, right? Like, didn't you have more yeah. COVID cases
4: there?
5: Oh, yeah. It's it's a mess here. It's yeah, yeah. It yeah. was this summer, and it's getting to be a mess again. It's yeah. crazy.
4: Well, this is, you... it's, it's country and western virus in Charlotte. And oh, okay. Western yeah. virus oh. Country, oh. And... country
7: and western. I got you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean,
8: okay. if it
7: would make you feel better, any time I was around Kenny, I'd wear a mask, because who knows what he has. So,
3: <laughs> Be safe, <laughs> baby. It's all up here. Be safe. So great. All right. Uh, love you, man.
9: <laughs> love <laughs> you guys. Yeah. I miss you. I, ho- I <laughs> hope I get to come to Phoenix and see
3: you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> All right.
5: Oh, yeah. legendous. As always. Hey,
4: legendous. Oh, no. Before Saturday night's race on the Charlotte Roval, they called it a street course on steroids. It was that and more. Normally, I like to see drivers stretched to their limits. Drivers should be able to drive on any kind of track, in any conditions, in any direction. But driving in the dark through a river of water between walls that challenge water drainage, that's not racing. That's random. Saturday night, I kept trying to be reasonable with my own expectations. Drivers should drive, right? But cornball tracks in cornball conditions, that's something else. The rain did let up a bit to let some water drain away, that allowed the two IMSA GT categories to race legitimately. But there were only 6 cars in one class and 12 in another. Only 3 finished in the faster GTLM category. Normally I love IMSA racing, but Saturday night was just that, a Saturday night gimmick. I hope it doesn't become a norm, but maybe I'm the only one who thinks random action is racing. Peace.
0: Motorsports Radio Redefined.
10: Listen up, sports bettors. This is Rick Tittle here to tell you about my favorite sports book, and that's BetUS. Football, basketball, and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get down your bets. I only endorse one sports book, and that is BetUS.com. Why, you ask? Well, BetUS is the pioneer in online betting with more than 25 years in the biz you need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, entertainment, and all kinds of crazy prop bets and futures. Call today at 1-800-MY-BET-US. That's one 800 my us or go to betus.com and fill out your information. It only takes a minute, and when you get to the how'd you hear about us box, type in Rick Tittle, and you get up to 150% in bonuses on your first deposit, nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than BetUS. 25 years in the biz, best bonuses, BetUS.com or 800 MyBetUS.
11: Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now, 1-800-200-5818. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt free faster than you ever thought possible. Without debt consolidation or bankruptcy, we depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now, one 800 That's one 800 one 800
1: And now today's rust-eating tip of the day, presented by Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. You're all set for a quick tire rotation until you have a rusted-on wheel. Coat those lug nuts in penetrating oil, let them sit for a few minutes, and you'll have them off in a cinch. Now give a generous spray into each mounting hole, place a 2x4 on the outer edge of the wheel, and smack the wood with a mallet, just enough to create some breaking force and vibration. Repeat if necessary. Look for the silver can.
3: Freak Nation coming up, Antonio Garcia, sports car winner from the Roval. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio,
8: redefined.
6: Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy.
3: Complete engine treatment. Awesome!
1: Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, twenty four seven motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind the scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit LucasOilRacingTV. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
3: Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, you follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks, yep. Facebook, we're there for you. Well, evidently Antonio does. Nice. Thank you, Antonio. Uh, <laughs> the, the website SpeedFreaks.tv, this segment brought to you by our good friends at Cotton Little Tire and General Tire. It's GeneralTire.com. Check out the tires for your truck. It's truck season, man. You're hauling it,
5: holiday do- decorations. You're hauling up to the mountains to go skiing. I mean, yes, all of that is this season.
3: Now through the end of the month, man, buy four qualifying truck tires and you'll get back. Up to 100 bucks with a Visa prepaid card from General Tire. Now, that voice you heard about 20 seconds ago, Antonio Garcia, joining us here in the Freak Nation, GTLM podium winner uh, of the class at the Roval there in Charlotte, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And a lot of, you know what, it was a lot of media people bitching and moaning about the the wet fest when it came to the NASCAR uh, Xfinity race there yesterday afternoon. But watching what you did in the Emsa Sports Car Series, uh, it looks like you welcomed that type of weather to, to race a sports car in. Am I assuming that that's wrong?
12: I mean, it was very, very difficult conditions, for sure. I mean, maybe for the show, it was, I think, great. Uh, for us, especially the, f- the first few laps in the dark and in under a lot of rain, it was very, very scary to start with. But then, yeah, once you get going, it's starts to get a little bit more fun, and once you realize you have a fast car, then it gets way funnier. <laughs> hey, hey,
3: hey, explain that, though. When you talk about it being scary, is it because with such rain, such water on the track, that you are driving on a razor's edge, you, it, could, it could go horribly wrong real quick?
12: Uh, yeah, mainly that. I mean, and, and especially being at night, and other than the spray, if you are following other cars, like at night you cannot see how much standing water there is on the track so you are guessing uh, where are the paddles basically because all you see especially from the artificial light is like complete glass so it's like racing on top of a swimming pool so but you don't know how deep it is and yeah it was very very scary initially because you were aqua planning everywhere and yeah once you figure out where the paddles are then You start to relax a tiny bit if you can say that.
4: Antonio Garcia crossed the finish line first at the Charlotte Roval last night, an IMSA race in the worst conditions you could imagine: rain standing on the track, dark, against some tough competition. Antonio, is there any way you could test your own ability to know that you could stand up against this, all the elements, all the competition, and have faith in yourself? that you could get there and get the job done
12: yeah i mean this season has been great for us i mean ever since we come back from lockdown uh we seem to to be really really fast with this new corvette c8r so we won a lot of races and i mean that puts us in in a very good condition or position for towards the end of the championship but yeah, it feels like the c 8 likes every, every single condition. Now, so far, we won at night, or the day, in the rain. So, yeah, I mean, we have a very, very nice car to drive, for sure.
5: What is it about this car? When this car first came out and you guys first started testing it, could you just tell, holy cow, this is going to be a beast to reckon with?
12: I mean, first of all, for all you know, I mean, the C8 was a complete... Uh, change on on how the corvettes were on over the past year so moving the engine to the to the middle or actually almost to the back of of the car that gives uh, a complete different feeling mm. is more like a race car and when you drive it it definitely feels that way so on every single condition now it works and aerodynamics uh, weight distribution i think is the biggest gain. and and yeah that's the biggest thing uh new cars and it's it's really really going well so yeah 24 hours of daytona was our debut and probably is the worst race you can go to because it's the longest of the season and for sure being a new car you you find many different issues you need to fix so that's not the easiest for the car but once we figure that out and during lockdown our engineers didn't quite stop working, and mm-hmm. and we show that uh, every since we come back in July, uh, we won many many races. So yeah, our car is running really really good, and yeah, very very happy with that.
4: Antonio Garcia, how did you keep your confidence in this new Corvette from January when you ran the car at Daytona to July when the season resumed? You had no idea what was going to happen with the car, but you kept the confidence, and your confidence turns out to be well-placed.
12: Uh, yeah, they did. And, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing to know, that you have um, an amazing team behind you of engineers, mechanics, and for sure, it was a very, very difficult time for everybody. I mean, we were under lockdown, and I mean, fortunately, the, the, all the engineers can take their laptops home, so they can still work in from home. So that's the biggest advantage. So whenever the mechanics could go back to work, uh, basically, they had almost everything that they had to rebuild, new pieces and everything almost ready to to go in the on the on the r so yeah i would say it might actually help us a little bit because right on lockdown we were about to race at Sebring the 12 hours so i wouldn't say that probably this lockdown helped us in a way because we had a tiny bit more time to to prepare ourselves so but that's how the situation was none of us wanted this with this current situation for sure. But we we took advantage, so we just carry on working as much as, I could, as we could, and, yeah, that's, that's the proof. Uh, all that work pay out with all the wins we are getting.
5: Antonio Garcia joining us here in the Freak Nation. He's the man. What is it now? Five wins out of six races this year for Jordan Taylor and Antonio Garcia. This last one coming in the wet at the Charlotte Roval. And – You know, it's one thing to be on lockdown and to be kind of frustrated and what's going on with my race team. But another thing that's just crazy with all of this is you traveling back and forth to Spain. How has that been for you, especially when you first came back in July?
12: Uh, I actually came back in the middle of June because we didn't know how the quarantine periods would work. So I actually came in over 14 days in advance. So, and I self-parenting myself just to be sure I had no issues to race on the July 4th race in Daytona. So, and during the first period we stayed over, so I didn't go back to to Spain during that period. So it was hard for sure. I mean, going around the country, not, not being able to see your family for over two months, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it was. So. Now I'm able to fly a little bit more frequently to to Spain so I can get to see my family a little bit. So, but it's a very, very crazy times at the moment, so I hope we can get back to normal and get back to our lives, and I'm sure everybody
5: wants that for sure. I see your black masks on the podium, and that's cool and all, but I want to know that you're wearing a badass C8R mask on your plane so you can pimp this massive car that you guys are beasting around the season.
12: Oh, yeah. I mean, I have several different masks. So that's the one I was actually carrying inside my my race suit. So <laughs> because now, yeah, now in these times, so as soon as you take off your helmet, you need to be ready for that. So, yeah, that's the one I had, another... Power and fire clothes.
4: Antonio Garcia was in the number three Corvette that won the Charlotte Roval last night in the rain, terrible conditions. Antonio, athletes don't practice in bad conditions generally, but race car drivers, in particular sports car drivers, they have to practice or at least prepare. Do you ever get on a wet track and actually drive the car to see how it's going to work in conditions that everybody else generally would stay home?
12: Uh, I mean, every time it rains, um, unless it's not safe enough, you, you want to get out there and, and practice. So not only for you, but also for, for the car setup. So everything changes and especially for the new, for a new car, you need to know how the car behaves in these conditions. But I mean, if I've been racing for over 30 years now since I started in go-kart. So, and back in the day, I remember when, I was six, seven, eight year old. Every weekend it was raining. My father would put me. In. We will get in the car, go to a race car, to a go kart uh, racetrack, and start practicing in the wet. So oh. I believe, I believe that helps for sure. All these years of experience, seven from when I was seven, and all the way in my career. I mean, it's not rain is not that often, but you need to, yeah, you need to practice for sure and maybe yesterday wins for sure uh all your experience helps on on this kind of wins and when you need to kind of improvise or not really know what the the track condition would be so as soon as you do one or two laps you you need to adapt to that to those conditions and yeah that's that's when experience comes to to be very, very important
3: are you a big fan of spanish football players specifically I'm not
12: a super football fan. I mean, I, I really like. I mean, once in a while I, I watch football, and I like Real Madrid, which is probably one of the best teams in the world in in European football. And but yeah, I mean, I like a little bit, and and I know names for sure.
3: Well, I was just curious. Who is who, in your opinion, is the greatest Spanish footballer ever?
12: I would say Raul. Raul, oh, I was in Spanish, Raul, which is a yeah. player from Real Madrid. I mean, he's now retired, but he, for me, he was probably the best. I mean, we, we have a very good national team. I mean, we, we got to, to win the World Cup only once, but we got to do that. And, and I would say the whole team was really, really good, not only one player. So, yeah.
5: Could Jordan Taylor, I mean, Rodney Sandstorm compete with <laughs> European football?
12: I don't know how he would fit in that, but yeah, we, it would be fun for sure.
5: <laughs> I mean, he's got a wicked leg that just won't stop moving. You figure he's got to kick a goal in eventually.
12: uh, yeah, at some point. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it would be. We can we can give it a try. I mean, we can set up a a soccer ball here and and let him let him let him give it a try and and see how he does.
5: Do you have an alter ego like your co-driver, Jordan Taylor?
3: I don't. I'm a very boring guy, oh, I think. Oh, stop it. No, you're not. <laughs> tell you what, man. I'd love to have a boring dude like you when we get some monsoon weather in Phoenix or some floods in Southern California to drive my damn car, bro.
5: Seriously. You could be our safe driver. Hey, man. <laughs> you're uh, amazing uh, in the way. Enjoy
3: your time in the States prior to the race coming up here in a couple of weeks, oh, buddy. Petit Le Mans. Petit Le Mans. Thank you. Uh, Statman, you watched that rain fest. Uh, unfortunately, we were tied up, didn't get a chance to see it. You're not a big fan of running in puddles such as that.
4: Now, I don't mind r- driving in the rain. You have to sometimes in sports cars. But last night was dangerous. And I don't think, I think that it, they were kept out there, especially at the beginning of the sports car race and throughout the Xfinity race just to make a TV show and not to put drivers in that kind of, uh danger i think is unconscionable it was it was bad
3: do you think or have you heard if any of the drivers were voicing their opinion that it was dangerous outside of the comments we've heard from garcia and aj allmendinger in the xfinity series do you think they were voicing their opinions or did they hold their opinions to themselves
4: I think they were voicing their opinions on the radio to their crews, but I don't think that they would want those being made public, uh, because drivers are supposed to look at danger and laugh at it. Um, but you know, if something happened to somebody last night, the, the two Porsches in the IMSA race were out in the first 20 minutes of the, a uh, uh, hundred-minute race. Both Porsches were out because of crashes in the uh, in the rain. That was entirely unnecessary, and um, you know, it just to me the rain became the race and not the race. And that's not what you tune in for.
5: And unlike Daytona last year, like A.J. Allmendinger was referencing the 24 Hours of Daytona. I'm talking about that was another absolute monsoon unlike that that being 24 hours there was not much they could do it when when the rain came down in the middle of that but with this the rain was going on beforehand it was a massive deal in the xfinity race couldn't they have postponed it until today
4: they could have but they got a tv show to fill and the part of the problem was a couple of problems one NASCAR drivers aren't used to running in these kind of conditions. Sports car drivers are. Uh, and the fact that they got through the race with as much uh, skill as they did tells you that they're better drivers that people give them credit for. And two, all the walls that they have around that the Roval didn't allow the water to go anywhere. So it, it was bad. It was bad. Freak Nation, big
3: second hour coming up. Will Power, day two winner from... Uh, The weekend in Indianapolis last week of the road course. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Be sure you follow us on Twitter, Speed Freaks, of course, Facebook. Be sure to like our page. And, of course, the website, SpeedFreaks.tv. More freaks coming up. Speed
0: Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined.
3: In about 12 minutes, Will Power, IndyCar Series winner last weekend on the road course. That was a Penske sweep, wasn't it, Crasher? It was. Yeah.
5: Race one to Joseph Newgarden, race two to Wilson Stephen Power.
3: Yep. Will Power will be joining us here. Coming up in moments the Freak Nation. And one thing I want to get to before we get into our rejoining with a number of affiliates is it, it it's con- continues, I don't know why it still surprises me that young NASCAR stock car cut drivers continue to win road courses. Statman, maybe it's just the case of us doing this so damn long that you, we remember younger drivers like Dale Earnhardt Jr. and, gosh, uh, Jeff Burton, uh, not Tony Stewart, not Jeff, not Jeff Gordon, but other younger drivers in the early 2000s bitching and moaning about road courses At Watkins Glen and Sonoma and so much so to where Richard Childress would go out and hire drivers to run these races but now you have young drivers like Chase Elliott going out there and sweeping these these road courses I think it's just a it's just a sign of where we are realizing that uh, you got to be a master or or a jack of all tracks versus a master of ovals
4: yeah and there's no way they could have prepared for last night but uh, you're absolutely right I, and I think a lot of it has to do with the drivers learning now or being indoctrinated now at a young age in go-karts where before, as soon as they got old enough, they just jump in a jalopy and race on a, uh, uh, a Saturday That's Night a Oval. And, and, <laughs> you know, so now, uh, you know, they're, they're learning car balance and car setup and turning left and right. And uh, some of them are even going to training uh, to guys like Boris said, uh, a a friend of the freaks, and they're learning how to drive and not just turn left on a Saturday night oval.
5: Yeah, guys like Boris said, Michael Self, just yeah, so many other sports car drivers, absolutely. But we also, as we've learned this year, more than ever. You also can't discount iRacing. Some of these kids Mm -hmm. grew up playing racing on computers, and what it has taught them is fascinating.
3: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You look at the history of us doing this for 20 years as Speed Freaks, and you look at the the hired guns that some of the bigger teams would bring in to replace well-known named drivers that could not get their car to turn right if they, yeah, to turn right if they depended on it. (laughs) There, there were times when we'd be at Sonoma and we'd see what there's Boris again, or there's uh, Mc- oh gosh Ron Fellows, yeah. yeah Ron, Ron Fellows, yeah. yeah
5: Kelly Collins,
3: yeah Kelly Collins, <laughs> yeah, Kelly Collins. yeah. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> just to name
5: a few. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's interesting just to, just to look at these young guys winning races. And it's it's not lost on me the evolution of a stock car driver now. Especially as we move forward out of this gnarly 2020 into 2021 where road courses will be playing a, again, not as prominent as we they never will be in, uh, when it comes to Well, not NASCAR. with a schedule
5: that large. No. But they're getting more important. I
3: mean, dirt. I mean, they're going to be running on dirt next year. It's, Love it. I, I'd hate to keep beating. Well, I don't hate it. We've been beating this damn drum for decades of doing this show of... Just change it up, man. Go double-headers, triple-headers, change it up. IndyCar and NASCAR in Indianapolis in what, August, Crasher?
5: Yes. Wait, is it August? I'm so confused the way everything changed this year. No, it is. It is August next year. Yeah. Yeah. On the road course. Exclusively everybody on the road course, including Cup. Yeah, it's...
4: I'm going to make a massive left turn here. Mm-hmm. I just got a text from a, a, one of my closest friends in Southern California. He says the party that's going on outside Staples is wild. Yeah. No, Nobody's <laughs> wearing a mask, and the is oh. <laughs> probably going to extend the pandemic another two months.
3: Oh, lovely. Uh, and, and it'll all be blamed on Gavin Newsom, man. Come on, <laughs> Governor.
5: <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, free but day- yes, congratulations, Lakers. Yeah. It's
3: tough for me to say it, but yes, congratulations.
5: 17th title for that oh. team. What is this now for LeBron? Quattro?
3: Uh, four MVP finals, right? And, well, anyway. Uh, Will Brower coming up next. But first, getting this Crash Class pit news and notes.
0: Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks.
3: Bringing another round of affiliates with us on Speed Freaks on the Freak Radio Network. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent coming up in about seven, eight minutes. Will Power, IndyCar Series winner from last weekend. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. But first, Crash Gladys Pit news and notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the line of tires for that big, fat truck of yours because it is truck season. Buy four qualifying truck tires. Get up to 100 bucks back with a Visa prepaid card. That's right. Check it out at GeneralTire.com. Crasher?
5: Well, a couple of headlines on the weekend. Lewis Hamilton officially tied Michael Schumacher for overall wins in Formula One. Defending NASCAR Cup champ Kyle Busch was officially eliminated from NASCAR's playoffs. And Lorenzo Zanetti won his first career Moto America Superbike race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and then got a shout-out from fellow countryman Mario Andretti. Not too shabby. This weekend began at the Roval in Charlotte with both the NASCAR Xfinity and Cup Series as well as their sister IMSA Sports Car Series. The Xfinity Series saw loads of rain and not much driver patience in what A.J. Allmendinger, the race's eventual winner, called a race to remember for a long time. We just had A.J. Allmendinger on for another legendous conversation last hour. Check it out after the show, speedfreaks.tv. A.J. and Chase Briscoe exchanged the lead several times in the final 17 laps with Briscoe leading the most laps, but Allmendinger leading the one that counted. After that, it was the IMSA sports cars that were up next. Again, rain soaked, puddles, you name it. And again, we just talked to winner Antonio Garcia, and you can catch that, if in case you missed it, on speedfreaks.tv as well. And it was the BMWs, Bill Oberlin and Robbie Foley, who won in GTD, whereas Jordan Taylor and our interview with Antonio Garcia, they were the winners in GTLM. The Cup Series was up on Sunday, and that race was just different. Basically dominated by Chase Elliott, and it was kind of cool to see the Chevys showing some muscle. Elliott earned an automatic berth into the next round of eight playoffs, while Eric Almarola, Clint Boyer, Austin Dillon... And yes, your reigning champ, Kyle Busch, were all eliminated from the playoffs. Sunday morning is then when history was made. We saw Lewis Hamilton take the win in Formula One's Eiffel Grand Prix and therefore tying the GOAT of F1, Michael Schumacher, with 91 total wins. But Lewis is indeed still counting as he is far from his career being over. It's incredible the history you are witnessing with Hamilton both on and off the track. My favorite, though, was the Schumacher statement saying, We cannot deny we would have loved for Michael to hold those records, but as he always used to say, records are there to be broken.
3: Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage? Just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com.
1: it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
8: <laughs>
3: You're back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Of course, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Statman from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, guys. It's been 20 years of doing this stuff, and what do you think, maybe 15 of those years Will Power's been a part of this thing, Crashers? Kenny,
5: take a look at his T-shirt line. It's it, He starts it at 1999, so he's basically saying 21 years. He's older than us.
3: Wow. Will Power, how many years have you been coming into the Freak Nation? I reckon it would have started in about
13: 2010. Mm -hmm. No? Or maybe maybe you guys interviewed me when I was in Champ Car in 06 or 07? Yeah. That'd be possible?
5: The green and yellow car? Hells yeah, we did.
13: Yeah, well, okay. So we are talking the 15-year mark. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are.
3: (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about that race win last weekend in Indianapolis, but what is it that you miss about CART and you don't miss about CART?
13: Well, I miss the cars. Oh, fantastic machines, heaps of horsepower, um, real beasts They're uh, like. Uh, what I don't miss, uh, you know what? I, I just really longed for the two series to be together um, because then you're racing against the best of the best. You know, I, I looked at both series and the top few drivers of all those series, I, thought, I just thought it would be just so awesome for them to merge together, and it actually happened, so um that was pretty cool
5: well is there something like i believe you guys ran in las vegas there there were just some odd races that we don't see now with the merged series yeah. the merged IndyCar series australia especially wouldn't it be great to get back yeah. there are there some tracks like that that you would like back
13: well yeah we went to some great venues you we went to australia we raced at mexico city um Edmonton, which we did when the series was merged, was always a good one. Anywhere in Canada always gets a big crowd. The fans are knowledgeable and enthusiastic. Um, Japan, so yeah, I don't think we're ever. I'm not sure with Roger owning the series. I'm pretty sure it's going to be very focused on North America. So I'm not sure we'd ever go back to any of those events unless the. Until the series is where it needs to be here in the U.S.
4: Will Power won the IndyCar race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the second of a doubleheader last weekend. Will, you dominated that race. You dominated like you should have been able to do that all year long. What keeps you from carrying that domination through the year?
13: Yeah, I know. It, that is, It is a question that we've been asking ourselves. It's been very frustrating Let's say for, oh man, I can't tell you the last time we started the season strongly. I think 2014. Hmm. And it's, it's not the same thing. It's not the same mistake. It's just right. some, you know, where I can just go through the season. I mean, Texas, we, yeah, track was very difficult to pass, uh, you know, and that's the first race of the season. And, uh, I feel like we had, we were definitely on for about a third place finish and drop a wheel nut, um, or we'll get sent without a wheel and you can never pass back up. So immediately from the outset, we were on the back foot. But I just think about this year, I mean, how many races <laughs> that we were in contention for? How many races that, it? like, it's, it is, it is frustrating. It's something I'm working very hard and to try to understand how we can fix it because we just have to start the season next year um, in a strong way and in contention. We just have to. We've just got so much potential.
4: Will Power, can you pinpoint the problem without insulting yourself or anybody on the team? Can you tell what's keeping that domination to a minimum?
13: Well, it's 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 a real tough one, it really is. I don't quite understand because if it was the same mistake in the pits every time, it's an easy fix. Um, You know, and then there's uh, mistakes that I've made myself, but, yeah, Um, we'll have a close look at it. I mean, all you can do is, is, is make sure that we do the repetitions that we need to do as far as pit stops go because obviously that's been an issue this year and, um, I feel like as a driver, I'm continually improving and learning and still getting faster. I, still, I am at the absolute peak of my speed um, now than I ever have been. So I feel very confident in, in the speed and everything and our potential. We've just got to put it all together.
4: Will Power joins us in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. Will, we've seen you dominate. You won a championship and you controlled the series that year. What's different now? Yeah,
13: it's just um, you just keep adding to your toolbox. You just keep adding things that you didn't know before, and you just have so much more to pull from. Uh, you know, so much more information, so you can execute really well every time. Um, you know, when you think about, if you just think about qualifying, it's I'm so good at putting it together and understanding what the car needs for that special lap, and um, you know peaking at the right times it's just it comes down to experience I haven't lost any of the speed that I had when I was you know a kid in champ car in 2006 and 7 I've just got a lot of experience and it's just incrementally got better over time and um, you know once you tap out on something you start working on something else <laughs> and uh, you just keep adding to it and that's kind of where I'm at right now I'm, I'm uh Enjoying it more than I ever have. And uh, I know how to put a weekend together really well. We just, the frustrating thing for me has been not being a championship contender with the speed that we have, the potential we have. There's mm. such potential. I mean, if you look at our pit stops, when we win races like Mid-Ohio, we're the quickest on pit lane. Um, you know, I reckon that's going to be probably the case, maybe at Indy Road Course as well in that race that we we take off and we dominate we put it all together so well we just need to do that consistently
5: well you talk about consistently and that's just been something that everybody's been battling it seems like everybody except for scott dixon this year because of the pandemic so not that anybody wants to point fingers but you can point fingers at the pandemic
13: well actually i i think you're right and i said that i've said that i said look there's only two cars that have not really screwed up on pit lane this year, and that's New Garden and Dixon. That so those guys have put it together as a group um, better than anyone else. They just haven't made the mistakes, and it shows in the points. Um, so you know, th- those guys, that those groups have got it right. Um, and you know, maybe that's just circumstance. It just happened to be. Uh, but yes, the pandemic means that you we we didn't get to train as much. We didn't get to do the repetitions necessary. So yeah, there was, and the weekends were way shorter. So you didn't get to do the pit stop practice. Um, and yeah, it was really a matter of who could, who could minimize those mistakes over a year where you don't get the time. And, 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 those two cars, um, if you just look at it, uh, at this, the stats over the years, uh, over this year, um, have executed the best.
5: So, Will Power, going back to you increasing the tools in your toolbox and learning more from things, what have you learned that, let's say, come down to the, the finale here in St. Pete, and Joseph Newgarden is going for the title. He's not out of it yet. What have you learned about Scott Dixon's driving that you can take advantage of to help your teammate, Joseph Newgarden?
13: Well, well you know, we understand his weakness, and that, that is that he cannot qualify very well he's um he often is qualifying out of the top ten. So you know, that's that's a weakness that Joseph needs to really pounce on and he Joseph needs to go there, get pole, and he really does give himself a great chance to um uh, uh win the championship. You know, Scott's strength is basically we call it the we call it, we call it the um the Wolf Pack, that's what we call Dixon's team because it's been together um, so long. And uh, that's their strength. They never, their, their strategy and their pit stops are probably the best in pit lane. And um, you know that they're going to execute in that respect and put a really good race together. So, um, yeah, that's, it's really, it's really, you know, New guard has got nothing to lose but to absolutely go for it.
3: Is the you goal? Is the goal for Will Power, for the Saint Pete race, the finale, to be sure to finish ahead of Colton Herda, And if that's true, is there bonus money entailed in that? No,
13: it's probably no. I don't even. Know. I don't think so. You see, I haven't even looked. I Haven't looked at my contract. So <laughs> I've got my faith in Roger. I know he's doing. The, <laughs> he'll do the right thing by me. So. Um, Yeah, uh, but there's, um, just, yes, you know, it is definitely to finish ahead of Colton, but he needs to kind of have a bit of a bad day because I need to get 15 points more than he does. And, you know, obviously if Joseph's right up there, it's really no, I'll be just kind of helping him as far as not passing him or being in front of him. So we'll just have to see how that all plays out. But, uh, yeah, the aim is to, try out, score him.
3: Is there bonus money to you if Joseph Newgarden wins the championship? I
13: actually think there is. I think there is a bonus for the other drivers if he wins the championship. I, I think so. <laughs> I don't know for sure.
3: Holy smokes.
13: It's called
5: the Penske bonus, the team bonus. <laughs>
13: wow. Yeah, there would be. I think there is some sort of bonus. I, I have no clue. I I'd never... Like, that was how much... <laughs> that's how... Good it is when you drive for Penske. You don't really have to look at the contract. (laughs) Just sign it. Good to go. Yep, I'll take it. Are you sure, Will? You're not getting paid. I said I'll take it.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, did you hear me? Yeah. Will, this might be a little bit of a sensitive question, but have you noticed stress in Roger Penske this year because of everything that has been so whack about 2020 and all of his businesses and just all the adaptation that has had to result from it?
13: Oh, sorry if I noticed what about Roger?
5: Just the fact that he has been stressed because 20... Or has he been or stressed? Or has he been stressed? Uh, yeah, because of 2020 just hurting some businesses.
13: Yeah, it's it's um you know, I think that's I think Roger loves and enjoys business. That's his uh that's his let's say golf almost, but um yeah, I'm sure it has been stressful. There's just so much on his plate. So much on his plate you definitely don't see him as much around the race weekend he's constantly meeting with people so uh yeah and obviously with the pandemic it certainly makes it tougher A very very tough hit as far as the 500 goes i mean i actually feel like we're very fortunate that roger took over the series and the speedway at at the time that he did because i'm not sure what sort of shape we'd be in if if he hadn't because he had to foot a lot of the bill. So yeah. um, very good to have him as a leader in such a tough time. Really, really lucky.
3: What's the biggest race you're looking forward to, if it all goes as planned, for 2021 outside of the Indy 500? Nashville. Whoa.
13: Yes. Yeah. I just think that. I've really got, like, a couple of races in my head that I just can't wait to get to. Long Beach in nashville like always cool long beach just such a because i've been that's one event that's been on my calendar since i started racing here in the u.s every year and it's the first year we missed it
5: and we talked to chris pook or at least i did gosh maybe two months ago now and even though i mean we're hoping the pandemic goes away by long beach time next year but still people it's almost like we have a job as media and as drivers and as series representatives to remind people that it's gonna be okay wear your mask you can come back and enjoy live racing that because chris pook is very worried about that the california landscape is just that people are not going out to any events he's worried about that that
13: is that is that's something i've been worried about i really really hope in the next few months that this clears up and or we find a way to just live with the fact that Corona is going to be around, yeah. um, as we have with the flu, um, and uh, we get to go back to somewhat normal life. Uh, it's um, yeah, I worry about that because I, I think motorsport as an industry couldn't handle another year of this. I think you'd it, really, it would really weaken it. And you'd start to see, uh, see, you know, sponsors and teams pull out, which would be a real pity, and events, and events pull out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think in one way or another, the government and the country needs to understand how we either, you know, eradicate it or live with it um, so business can kind of get back to normal. I don't know how that's done, but that's kind of what needs to be done.
3: Willpower. Winner of day two at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course last weekend. It would be awesome to have you call us after your St. Pete win, bud.
13: It would be. I think maybe I feel too comfortable
3: with you guys. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's what, and the problem is what?
3: That's what many drivers say, and they go, they go back and listen to the interview. And they go, "Oh, why did I say that?" Yeah, I definitely.
13: I don't care, you know. You know what? Like life's really short. Mm-hmm. Once you mm-hmm. get close, once you get to about forty, you realize, like, man, that forty years went real fast. <laughs>
3: that
8: went
13: really <laughs> fast, which means I'm going to be pretty much gone soon. So I need to enjoy this.
3: Well, we're going <laughs> to let you get off. We're going to let you get off the phone so you can enjoy the rest of your life with your family. Okay, sounds good. I can <laughs> tell you. you guys want to get rid of me to go. <laughs> no. You like this? No, I really do. So I'm quick. tired of talking to you. Will. No.
13: Cut, cut the co- cut the interview. He's lost it. Jesus, man. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. All right. I thought we were just having a You mean that was the interview? <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Penske
8: Trucking.
13: Uh, yeah, Verizon. Penske Trucking. Uh, all right. all, right. all right. have some green tea and Ew. I'll, uh... <laughs> it's spin, man. Let's
4: get it. Oh, no. Before Saturday night's race on the Charlotte Roval, they called it a street course on steroids. It was that and more. Normally, I like to see drivers stretch to their limits. Drivers should be able to drive on any kind of track, in any conditions, in any direction. But driving in the dark through a river of water between walls that challenge water drainage, that's not racing. That's random. Saturday night, I kept trying to be reasonable with my own expectations. Drivers should drive, right? But cornball tracks in cornball conditions, that's something else. The rain did let up a bit to let some water drain away that allowed the two IMSA gt categories to race legitimately but there were only six cars in one class and 12 in another only three finished in the faster gtlm category normally i love IMSA racing but saturday night was just that a saturday night gimmick i hope it doesn't become a norm but maybe i'm the only one who thinks random action is racing peace Motorsports Radio, redefined.
13: Tune in to Salesport Talk on Sports Byline with Karen Lyle and Rick Tittle. Tuesdays at 9.37 a.m. and 3.37 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Coming to you at your time zones all over the globe. This was brought to you by All Bay Collision. Over 60 years of experience in auto restoration and body repair for specialized insurance claims and more. In the San Francisco Bay and Tri-City area, call 510-489-1313. That's 510-489-1313 and tell them Salesforce Talk sent you.
2: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. Plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4422 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 4422. Code 4422. Enjoy. Warning. If you're drowning in
11: debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now, 1-800-200-5818. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt free faster than you ever thought possible. Without debt consolidation or bankruptcy, we depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-258-18. That's 1-800-258-18. 1-800-258-18.
8: We lost a good one,
3: man. Eddie Van Halen. Cancer. Deep Clean Fuel System Cleaner from Lucas Oil. Restores performance and reduces emissions with Lucas Deep Clean Fuel System Cleaner. It's made for a use of a variety of applications. The Deep Clean Fuel System Cleaner, blended with an exclusive additive package and specific carrier fluid that contains no diesel fuel, kerosene, or anything else that could cause harmful issues with your engines. Check it out, Freak Nation. Go with it. Get some more miles per gallon. Lucas Oil, deep clean fuel system cleaner. Statman, your Browns are three and one. Mike Zimmer, the coach of the Vikings, does not do what a lot of folks said he should have done.
4: Excuse Uh, me.
3: Sorry, missed it. Uh, Yeah, wait, go back
5: to the Browns.
3: We are four and one. Four and one, sorry. I made that mistake.
5: Richie, this should have been our year to cheer for them, not last year. That's yeah, true.
3: Well, we here in the Freak Nation, uh, we like to watch us some football. And uh, during that interview with Will Power, I got to be honest with you, that was a pre recorded interview. And so much so that <laughs> there were some outtakes from that interview that we're going to play for you in the next segment. We typically don't do it, but Will Power is one of those legendous interviews that we've had over the last 20 years. He is as dry as they come. And we'll roll with anything, as you heard in portions of that last interview. We're going to play some some outtakes of the last interview with Will Power, uh, IndyCar Series champion, Indy 500 champion, won one of two races last weekend in Indianapolis. But holy smokes, that man, did you have the uh, Sunday night game on while you're enjoying this extravaganza?
4: I was watching the... uh... Oh, the Sunday night game. I forgot about that. No, I, no. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. I was the last watching. I was and a watching half the, were crazy. The Lakers oh. celebration. You know, oh, right, I mean, right, right. How, yes, can, yes. how can you, how can you, I spent a whole lot of years in Los Angeles watching yes, the Lakers that's lose. True. And uh, And, you know, I got LeBron there. I mean, mm-hmm. what more can you do? Plus all those people without a mask. <laughs> Am I glad I'm in Ohio? You're enjoying that? Well, I'm 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 glad I'm enjoying it from Ohio. There you go. There you
8: with
3: go. With
4: the Proud Boys and all the kidnappers in Michigan that uh, had their meetings oh. here, you know. Well, getting oh, back to yikes. some news that I
3: want to talk about, the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks pulled another one off, thanks to a blunder by Coach Zimmer with the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of folks were saying for him to. To go forward on that fourth down. Well, um, yeah, because
5: it's fourth and goal. Mm-hmm. It's on the six-yard line. And if they get the, if they basically go for a field goal, that would be, what, an eight-point game?
3: Well, yes. it's an, it, You would have forced Russell Wilson to drive the team down and to get two.
5: Two-point conversion, exactly, which okay. is not necessarily super easy. No, not no.
3: at all. Uh, so he goes for it.
5: Yeah, he goes for the touchdown. Russell and, and Wilson,
3: in my eyes. They I miss just, it. we got 11 games left in the season, hopefully. Uh, he just won himself into the B.B., with,
5: that. with about just, a minute 20 yeah including a fourth and 10 in which he threw it to DK Metcalf and picked up 38 yards in the middle of the field yeah oh my God. they went down with a minute some odd seconds and scored a touchdown and the game's over yep yep yep
3: yet my quarterback suffers an ankle suffers suffles, suffers an ankle contusion yeah his bone is sticking
4: out Oof. is that Impressive. is that how bad it was yes, yes. yep. Yeah. Is she gonna? Is she thing. gonna be able to come back?
3: No. Nope. Uh, why don't we uh, take a break, Stat? Thank you. We'll talk about <laughs> that. Later. Yep. Uh, outtakes from your IndyCar Series champion, Indy 500 champion, willpower coming up.
0: Speed freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined.
3: it works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your Anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
6: Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information.
5: Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3... To the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anything is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com.
4: Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works.
1: You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio (laughs) Redefined.
3: Coming up, very rarely heard outtakes from a pre-recorded interview earlier this evening from Will Power. It's a story I told on my Instagram page and Facebook where I am a fan of Van Halen. That's how it started, as a 16, 17-year-old when Van Halen's first album came out in 78. And... Went from fan to into my profession of interviewing members of Van Halen, the band. In fact, Michael Anthony's been in the studio with us. <laughs> one of the first years we were on the on the air. Show number four. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it with Ron Caps? Michael Anthony Ron Caps, and Ron Capson and Buddy thought,
4: for one.
5: Okay, so maybe it wasn't show number four. I I thought Michael Anthony was first in with Ricky Carmichael.
4: No. Yeah, Ricky Vince Carmichael. Neal. No, Ricky McNeil? Carmichael was on that show. In fact, that's what he said he remembers most. He didn't remember us. Mm-hmm. He remembers Michael Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
3: he remembers Vince Neil. Vince Neil, singer of Motley Oh, Cameron. Vince
4: Neil. Okay. Yeah. All right.
3: Michael Anthony was in the studio with Ron Caps.
5: That's right. Okay.
3: And... There's, there's a lot of stories that I got of Van Halen, some that I can't tell on the air and some that I couldn't tell online either, other than <laughs> there was a story that I took winners to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, for the grand opening of the Cabo Wobble Cantina, Cantina. I was there with a buddy of mine, and I was friends with Ed Leffler, who was the manager of Van Halen at the time, who, again, passed away in like 93, I think it was. But we were in Cabo San Lucas, uh, he said hey man come join me in the band at this hole in the wall restaurant let's have some drinks and you can talk to the band and so forth so i'm there with eddie it was eddie and michael anthony i think those were the ones i don't think alex was there so it was, it was my buddy and i uh, eddie michael anthony ed leffler and a, a couple of women that I, I got pictures of them i can't remember them. anyway uh <laughs> got it. eddie was feeling fine you know, again a heater in the hand every time he'd talk he'd have a smoke blah, 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 blah. and uh, he took my camera and started taking pictures. <laughs> uh, and took some other b- b- pictures of uh, himself that uh, will never see the light of day. That uh, Just kind of leave it there. But oh, anyway, w- w- whether he was sober or, or buzzed or drunk or whatever he was, he just just a kind soul. He had one of those smiles that you could be in just a really crappy mood. And you could look at his smile prior to his death. It just... Could light up a damn room. He wasn't a he wasn't a saint by any stretch. None of us are. But man, what that cat did with the guitar was absolutely bonkers. The millions of guitarists that he influenced uh, is
4: crazy. So wait a minute. So after that story, yeah. you got Van Halen, Clapton, and Santana. Which one are you going to uh, put your money on?
3: Which, by the way, funny you bring that up, Statman. Two of the most revered, successful guitar players in the United States are both
8: immigrants.
3: (laughs) Carlos Santana and uh, Eddie Van Halen. Let that resonate there a little bit, Freak Nation. Well, Clapton's an immigrant, too. Uh,
4: Clapton lives here in Columbus, you know? The city finally got got big enough for the both of us. That's (laughs) why I moved back. Uh if I ha- if that's the only 3 you're giving me
3: the only 3 I'd have to go Clapton 1, Eddie 2, Carlos 3.
4: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, how about you Crash? Jump on this.
5: So yeah, I'm thinking Prince, Kravitz. No,
4: he just he gave
3: you those three, Crasher. Okay, you got to go with those three.
5: I don't have nearly the deep-rooted knowledge that you do.
3: No, just just your your taste.
5: I love Carlos Santana. Yeah. So I, I would probably go Carlos, Eddie. Who's I don't even remember who Eric the third Clapton. was. Oh God, I love Oops.
3: Clapton too. <sighs>
5: Yeah, I'm still going to stick with that. Carlos, Eddie, Eric.
4: Stat? Wow. Oh, I'm the Clapton guy. Clapton mm-hmm. Santana, because he came on the show with us, and uh, <laughs> Van Halen. Mm. <laughs> so so that's, we'll the, that's the freaks for you, though. That's the freaks yeah. for you. That is. That uh,
3: is. Will Power, as opposed to Will Purdue, four-time NBA champion. Will Power, IndyCar Series champion, Indy 500 champion. He joined us last segment. And I'm being honest with you. We pre-taped the damn thing. We taped it earlier this evening. Uh, it's a 20-minute interview. We had to narrow it down to about 15 minutes. You can hear the full interview at speedfreaks.tv. Uh, one thing you will not hear is when we rang him up in his home in Charlotte. They're hanging out in Lake, Lake Norman. Lake Norman. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play a couple of minutes of that and just kind of just this is just how it goes with Will Power. He's just I just I don't know. He's so dry. We just started shooting the crap for two minutes. We didn't even start the interview. I had I had to stop him. I just cut him off and just started the interview. Uh, this is the first this is the first couple of minutes with Will Power, one of one of the one of the greatest Drivers out there on the planet right now, uh, and the phone rang. Hello. Are you Are you wearing a smoking jacket right now? Yes, I am.
5: Top hat, smoking jacket.
3: Yeah, man. Some, Boxer briefs. Some daddy slippers. That's right. Um, so,
13: yeah. what are you guys up to?
3: Not much. Just thought we'd give you a call, check in, see how the water's feeling right about now. Are you, are you out on a boat?
5: <laughs> yeah, right. Are you on Lake Norman?
3: <laughs> yeah, I am. Out in the boat. It's a little cold, to be honest. <laughs>
5: oh, is it really? A little
3: bit
13: cold. Well, it's been raining down like uh, uh, how you say, uh, uh, piss. Mm.
5: <laughs> piss. Pissing. Nice. Okay, I didn't realize it was cold too. So yeah, that's that's just nasty. Yeah.
13: No, it's not that cold. It's actually not. It's pleasant. It's what you call pleasant, which is about 72 degrees. Oh,
5: that's a good point. <laughs> the willpower 72 weatherman.
13: 72 degrees is about pleasant. I'm going to check that for sure. I'm going to check what the temperature is <laughs> just so I know what pleasant is.
3: All right. Well, double check that before we get the shit going, all right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's have a
13: look. Right. Troutman, 66
3: right now. <laughs> but,
13: oh, 66 is a it mm. must have been just crack in the seventies. Yeah, seventy-two tomorrow at one pm. So I'd, I'd class seventy at <laughs> <is> about pleasant.
8: <laughs>
13: wow, it's All more right. pleasant than anyway. I'll see you guys later. Good yes. chatting, and um, <laughs> well, uh, I hope you're well. And say we'll talk, hi to the fam. We'll talk to you after. Bye. The, uh... <laughs> we'll talk to it's you. It's
5: so true. Good talking to you.
13: <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. All All right, yeah. I hope you got enough. You got to, that'll do, right? You got to, got everything you got yes. enough, right? Mm-hmm. We got the
5: weather. Yeah, we can make that right. into a twenty minute segment. Yeah. Cool. All right. Perfect.
3: <laughs> <right. All> right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the that's two minutes. Uh here is four almost yeah, four and a half, five minutes of what you didn't hear in the interview last segment. But it's, just, it's thrilling to hear a big-time driver like this get so excited about a win. And Crasher kicks it off with... Well, this
5: with, did not make the interview. This I kicks it off with uh, willpower. So well. mm-hmm. I will never forget one of your Instagram posts from at the beginning of the pandemic in the U.S. where your son Bo took a massive dinger. How's his face doing oh, these days?
13: Yes. Yeah, no, he healed completely. Oh, nice. He healed completely. How's his face doing these days? Well, he lost his nose and one of his ears, but he's doing well. He's no, yeah, he's, it all healed up. But yeah, that was, oh man, of course it was under my watch. And uh, I was out there, he's running down the driveway and face plant. Oh. Ah. Wife's like, every time you're watching him, something happens. Not every time. That was one time, Liz. So.
5: <laughs> yeah, I say the same to Kenny. Will you be more yeah. careful?
3: Listen, I ripped my daughter's earring out of her ear.
5: And where was I? Oh, I was in Indianapolis. God. Yes. I was in Indy, and you were in Phoenix, and yes, that happened when you yeah, were I,
13: watching
3: her. Yeah, that was beautiful.
13: Yeah, Liz just Liz, Liz just yelled in the background that Daddy didn't, because... He was bouncing on the couch when I was meant to be watching him. I just walked to the pantry for a second. I hear big scream. I'm like, oh no! Yeah. And he jumped off, and his head fork, forehead hit the bloody coffee table. So oh! now whenever every stands, he's got the what she calls the daddy dent. It never went away. That blows my mind. It didn't cut nothing. It's just an indentation. Damn.
5: Okay, that's weird.
13: <laughs> Whoa. Yeah.
5: It'll be more aerodynamic Damn. when he gets behind the wheel. Don't worry.
13: Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
5: Now
3: look, uh, hey, nothing would make us happier for you win for you to win St. Pete to uh, call us in for the season-ending race win, buddy.
13: Oh yeah, man. Right. I love winning so much. Mm. It's just such a great. feel. I saw it today. I was watching the end of the NASCAR race and uh, uh, Chase Elliott one. I just said, man, it feels good to win. <laughs> it just feels good to win a race. It just feels. So good. And the reason it feels so good, because eighty percent of the season you don't win and it feels horrible. So the contrast is massive. That's why it feels so good, because motorsport is, you know, just mostly heartbreak and just horror. And then every now and then you get that win and it just makes it all worth it.
3: Does it hurt even more when you think about every race this season you were in it and only won two?
13: Oh yeah. That hurts me over the whole my whole career. <laughs> I think about the races I've led and those bloody yellow flags, IndyCast shouting the pits. <laughs> I would have, I'd have another 10-plus to my name. 10-plus. It'd be a lot. If you went through it, it'd be a lot. I actually celebrate whenever I win a race that I don't deserve. That is so <laughs> satisfying. So satisfying. I totally didn't deserve it, but I been so many times that I should have won, that I didn't. But that just is like, hmm, thank you. I want to win one I totally didn't deserve, and a big one, like the 500. <laughs> God, Powell was terrible. He was just terrible. <laughs> and then he somehow came through at the end, and 10 people in front of him crashed, and there was a couple of mechanical failures, and he won the race. Or well, the yellow came out just at the right time, mm. and Powell won that race. just started raining. He was never going to win it, but he did. That is satisfying. With my career, anyone else, it might be disappointing. I would rather, they may have what rather win it in a more, you know, epic way with a big battle. But me, something epic is like, I totally didn't deserve it, but I won that. I didn't deserve it, and I won it, and it makes me feel really good.
3: You know, then, that's not going to be great father advice. About <laughs>
13: Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's not, but it's good advice for life. take it when you can get it take it when you can get it life is just full of just trials and terrible things happening and every now and then something goes right for you and it's just great (laughs) and that's life that's the enjoyment of life it's fighting through this battle (laughs) and the battle that i have is just phenomenal compared to most people like living in this country and Driving race cars for a living, like, I can never ever complain. It's just an amazing life. Like, I should be in prison if I complain about my life. Well, we get too, we get, we get way too happy. We get way too, you know, uh, what can you say, used to the status quo. We get way too used to this amazing life. Let's go back, live a hundred years ago. Uh Now, that's tough. That's, that is a tough life. Now it's just like oh, heaven. Yep. Not, not much motorsports. motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio oh. or Helio. Oh. Not
0: not not. Well, not only much, that.
5: Thank you, I love you. And
0: headlining the party the Douchebags
5: loose. Not much motorsports. <laughs>
0: the freaks.
5: Not much motorsports.
3: Yeah, it's not easy to follow something like that with willpower, but damn it, God, he's good. got a passion. Statman, what's the worst thing that you've had caught, caught up in your eye, eyelid?
4: Uh, I, I've football player's fingernail that leaves the Ooh. scar there oh, right now. Oh, come on. Holy smokes. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, you know, the, uh, the the fly scene across the world, the, the fly that was on Michael C. Pence's <laughs> uh, perfect quaff, uh, has nothing on this dude. A U.K. man was horrified to discover... That what he thought was in, you know gnarly little eyelash was actually a huge fly that had been trapped in his eye for hours.
8: Oh, stop!
3: Yep. Tell me good. Yeah. Tell me something good. <laughs> it felt like when an eyelash falls into your eye," said the man.
5: It's not a fly. It's got to be like a gnat.
3: Uh. He initially thought the object, again, was a stray eyelash or debris from a tree. He tried to rub it out, which caused him to feel a sudden sharp pain in his eyeball, you think? Thinking that he had scratched it from rubbing too hard, the man tried washing his eye out in a shopping center bathroom, but to no avail. Upon closer inspection of the mirror at home, he saw that a big-ass fly was stuck in his freaking eyelid. Take that bet, uh, to bed with you tonight, Freak Nation. It's a, a big show. Will Power. Antonio Garcia was here. And, of course, H. A. Allmendinger. Shoot the juice to the moose and Stab Man.
4: Cut it loose.
8: What I got to give. will show enough to you.